My guest today is so seriously sexy. You could have seen her on CNN, Politically Incorrect. You could have watched the documentary about her on the Playboy channel, sexologist Veronica Monet. This is sex. Everyone gets what they want. This is sexploration. Explore. Play. This is Sexploration with Monica. Sex is proof that God loves us and wants us to have fun. Sexploration with Monica at sexplorationwithmonica.com. Welcome to Sexploration with Monica. This is a very special episode. We even talked about you, Veronica Monet, in our last episode with Kamala Devi. Their book, 52 Fantasies, totally mentioned you and Annie Sprinkles and Charles Muir as pioneers in the sex positive world. Uh And I wanted to talk with you more, especially since we're both on the Sex Talk radio network that you founded. It just seems we can both learn so much from each other, me as a sex educator doing my thing here in San Francisco, and you doing the shame-free zone. So welcome to Sexploration with Monica. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. And how lovely that you and Kamala Devi warmed up the conversation before I got here. Yeah, we were talking about fantasy and transcendence and polyamory and like the importance of fantasy, especially in times like these, we can really start to play with what turns us on and see and experience just in your mind, which is your most powerful sex organ. Your skin actually is your biggest sex organ, but your most powerful sex organ is your brain because none of the other sex organs would work. So true. So I wanted to talk a little bit with you about consent because how you say yes to things and as a person who's really out there sexually, like you have been able to do, for the last number of years, a sex educator and a sex worker, let's talk about when you're putting yourself in situations that a lot of people would be frightened of, how are you clear about what you're saying yes to and what you are a no to? Well, thank you for that question. And I just want to circle back a little bit and say I'm a former sex worker. I was a high-end escort from 1989 until 2004, January of 2004, was transitioned into being a certified sexologist. And so for the last 16 years, I've been coaching couples around their sexuality. And then I got certified in anger management and I started coaching them around domestic violence. So I am so big on boundaries and assertions and no means no. I have actually and found- And even that- maybe means no, right? Or not right now. Uh, <laughs> that also means no. Like, let's check in later. We want an enthusiastic yes, yeah. right? But, but I'm also not. Uh, so here's the thing that really, for me, I want to nuance that some because some people can carry that it has to be an enthusiastic no, and otherwise it wasn't consent. Mm. And I think what's really important is we need to start teaching people a little bit more about body language and intuition. Also, and also absolutely. Probably, 
trauma response. We want right. people to n- understand if somebody goes silent or they stop moving, they're and in a soft trauma. nose. They're in a trauma response. Right. So everything needs to stop. And yeah, stop and back up and be like, what's hey, going how are you feeling? Yeah. And the other thing I want to say is that you mentioned Charles Muir. No, I've never met Charles. No offense to him. But I understand he has had some consent issues in his community. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think he's somebody that I actually want to have my name put in. Oh, next with. to, along with. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Annie, no Annie Sprinkle is one of my mentors, and I have a deep love for her, and she's awesome. And I love Kamala, too. Yeah. But I'm, I'm very sensitive to consent issues, particularly when it comes to power dynamics in male privilege. Yeah. And, and some of the male and female role training that we have, all of us, most of us experience, regardless of our gender orientation, sexual orientation, gender identity, there's still some ways in which we kind of have this uh, masculine feminine role training in our psyche. So for me, when I started becoming an escort in 1989, I had been clean and sober in a 12-step program for four years. I had been in intense therapy as an incest survivor and rape survivor for four years. And I was still in therapy and I was still clean and sober when I got into the sex industry. And this really put me into a place of having autonomy and empowerment and personal authority over my space. My no was very powerful. I took self-defense before I became an escort. And I happened to be an Aries and I've got a lot of fire. And so that really put me in a place where I could absolutely make sure that things were my way. Right. And that's so important. So I have done some sex work. I was a foot fetish girl and I learned the hard way that it's so important to have really clear boundaries because people really aren't clear about what they really want. Like I got on a mission, you know, so I went to this guy's house and he wanted to be tied up. But when I got to his house, he wanted to tie me up. Right. And I'm like, that's not safe. If you wanted to tie me up, you should have told me so I could have brought a friend, you know, and there's so many things. If you give them this, then they want that. And I think that people, you know, when they get aroused and they're not really in a place of clarity and communication that they start to think, oh, well, maybe I can also ask for this. And actually that was a desire that I kind of had hidden from myself and that I thought that they would say no to. So I didn't want to ask until I get really excited. And then, you know, it starts to make things really unsafe. And it's not just sex work either. It's when you are having a new relationship and you don't know each other very well. Very recently, I was on a Tinder date, actually, and we did the COVID dating where we did three dates where we just talked, you know, with masks on and we were outside. And then finally, we both got tested for COVID. (laughs) And we're like, this is so exciting. We're going to have our first kiss. Right. (laughs) And then, so our first kiss very quickly escalated into him being like, oh my God, the clock is ticking. I have an erection. I really need you to do something about this. Will you please touch my penis? And so it, and I'm so empathetic and I'm kind of really 
not super like, no, I don't want, let's schedule this. I really want to have a tantric experience with you. You know, I was like, well, I guess, you know, maybe if we're both, we could kind of both have some pan sex and I don't know. And then it just escalated into, you know, our first kiss being our first hand job. And, and then because after guys have orgasms, they're not very motivated to please you. <laughs> well, I, I hear that that's the case for a lot of guys, but it doesn't have to be. No, no. And so I, I, I there are to- plenty of men who aren't, who can transcend that, right? I- but you would have to know yeah. that that is a thing. So I'd, either- love to, I'd love to share a few things about Ooh, that, yeah. that know in circumstances like that. Absolutely. It's actually what I am working on right now. I'm, I'm getting ready to launch a webinar and a coaching program called Sensual and Safe. And I'm also about a third of the way through writing my second book, which is called Love, Lust, and Romance in the Wake of Me Too. I am really working with people who are in relationship. So I just kept finding so many wives and girlfriends that were engaging in sexual touch that they didn't enjoy. And one of the things that I really like to stress is that every time you allow your body to be touched in a way that you're not enjoying, you're creating a visceral trauma response. Mm -hmm. So if you ever had any hope of having a beautiful orgasm and a beautiful sex life, every time you say yes, when you actually feel a no, you're reducing your ability out of the system. Yeah. 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 So, so Monica, when I was an escort, I learned how to navigate pleasure and seduction with a firm boundary. I had lots of roles, lots of no's, but the way that I did it always drew my clients closer to me, actually made them more turned on. And that's a good skill. Please share. <laughs> I actually have. I, I have branded it as something called the exquisite partnership formula. And it's a five-step process. So the first thing I do, let's say your guy wanted to do something that you don't enjoy. I absolutely hate anal sex. So I always use that as an example. That's a lovely example. So let's say, I would go, oh my God, so many people love to do that. I totally understand why you would want to do that. That's step one, I'm validating. Right. And then two, I've got to appreciate. And you want to do that with me. You came Aww, to me. That's so sweet. Thank you for wanting. So special. Thank you for wanting to share that with me. And then three is where I'm going to say my very firm no. It's not negotiable here, okay? If I have some negotiables, that's a different conversation. This is for a firm, absolute, positive, we're not going there. I've had anal sex maybe four times, hated it every time, have no intention of doing it again. Now, I just created this, I appreciate you and I'm validating your desire and now I just went, no. Right. I, I didn't say, I hope you don't mind. I didn't say, I hope it's okay with you. Or right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I didn't do anything. I just said, it's not for me. Okay. So I don't stay there for very long because the bottom drops out. People are like, they're not used to that kind of confrontation. They're so used to women caretaking their right their, their needs. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about just men expecting women to caretake emotions. I think women expect other women to caretake. Absolutely. So on the heels of that, I do a redirect and I say, but 
there is something I've been dying to do with you. Oh, <laughs> this is the this is the other side of the sandwich. Of, it is. It is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an invitation. The five come, steps. Come closer. Yeah. And look, that Ooh, doesn't so always smart. It works great if you're with a client. It doesn't always work great in a long-term relationship because people have these power struggles going on. So the step five is basically, okay, I hear you don't like my idea either, and that's okay, but we love each other. So let's back from work. I'm sure we're going to find something that will just totally send us both to the moon. Right. So you're appreciating at the end and then you're redirecting to what else you might be a yes to. It's validate, appreciate, know, set the boundary. So it's assert and then redirect to something I want to do. And if they're not up for that, then invite them into a partnership conversation. Ooh, yeah. Partnership, win-win. Let's find a win-win. Totally. Something that pleasures us both. So I'm glad I got to share that. And if anybody wants to actually download that, they can go to my website, which is theshamefreezone.com. It's right there, the exclusive partnership formula, 10,000 word, full color, gorgeous book. But Monica, I know you're interviewing me, but can we go back to the foot fetish thing? Okay, totally. Because <laughs> feet are so, they're your connection to Mother Earth. They are so important. So what are you and saying? So you, were doing, you were doing foot fetishism. Mm-hmm. So were men wanting to worship your feet? Yes, yes. And really what they would be so excited to do, which was delightful for me, was that they would like to give me a foot massage and then they'd like to suck on my feet and worship my feet. And all I had to do was have a nice pedicure. And it felt really good. And once you start programming your mind to have people suck on your feet, you start really appreciating like, this person is worshiping me and you start really appreciating it more. So it really, everything, your brain is so plastic. You can rewire your nervous system with pleasurable touch. And so my big toe started feeling a lot like a penis. I was like, that was really amazing. Like, you're like rubbing their teeth gently against that like bridge of my big toe. And I was like, this is, and I feel so powerful and sexy. So it really started to work for me. Oh, I totally relate. When I was, when I was escorting, this was my, one of my favorite things. And it's so funny because, oh, foot worship. Yeah. Early on in my my career, the Playboy channel wanted to document my life and they came in and filmed me having sex with my husband, which was very fun. It was a lot of fun. They do such great special effects and lighting. It was amazing. Right. (laughs) You have professionals helping. But it was supposed to be a documentary and it was supposed to be about my life. And I wanted to bring in one of my clients and he looked a lot like Christopher Reeves, a very young, sexy mm-hmm. Christopher Reeves. And they rejected him, even though he wanted to be in the documentary, because they said he was too good looking. <gasps> and I go, but this is a How do you be too good looking for a documentary? That's thank you. Thank you. That's what I said. What are you this is it's real. real. He's this really good real looking. Life. Come on. Oh so they hired two Kind of pasty, flabby guys. (laughs) 
because they wanted to have the image of sex worker be a certain thing. So they wanted be... to not intimidate their viewers. Well, you know, they do say that's why Ron Jeremy is such a famous porn star. Exactly. I'm sorry. Because I'm... he's so not threatening. It's true. Like every man is like, yes, that could be me. That could be me. I know. I know. Well, anyway, one of the guys that, so I did like what they probably expected, which was what we call a half and half in the business, basically oral sex and intercourse. And it was, it was all fake. I was just pretending. Yeah. Some documentary, huh? But the actor- like, this could have been so much better if it was real. If it had been real. So so then they bring in the other actor and they want to do a, a second scene. And I said, okay, well, he's going to worship my feet. And so he starts off worshiping my feet and they go, okay, so what else is he going to do? What are you going to do to him? I go, oh, that's no, it. I, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to do anything. Me. I'm just going to be here pretty <laughs> and, and enjoying. Oh, no! I feel so good. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. A being the goddess. Just, yeah. you're the goddess I'm going to soak up the pleasure, be the pleasure queen. You're going to worship my feet. I finally, this producer from Playboy Channel, he was so frustrated. And I finally looked at him and I said, it just kills you that men pay me to be worshipped. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, well, that's real life. Yeah. But you know something, Monica? I did get addicted to that toe-sucking thing. It's so good. It really is. It's shocking how, and it like really, so now when I'm making love kind of in the normal world, mm-hmm. like I have to find a way to complete the connection with my partner and like the bottom of one of my feet. Nice. Have you done that? The way, you know, the energy moves through my body. I'm like, where can I put my feet? And ice cube toes mean love actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I I think, you know, you talked about the feet being our connection to mother earth. I think, I think they ground us. Exactly. And all the intricate bones in your ankle support the rest of your skeleton mm-hmm. so that if anything is out of alignment, you know, your back could hurt. I mean, the physical body is so connected and your feet are so much more, you know, the medicine traditions of the East where feet massage is actually the first step to healing and the meridians and all that stuff and how you can like press on someone's foot and it's like pink and get, put some needles in there and yeah. it's miraculous the human body is miraculously connected totally let's move back to your coaching and couples so how do you recommend that someone communicate with their partner something that they want to try but they're a little afraid that their partner will say no Yes. Well, I think that any time that I want to get something in my relationship, the first step is to be curious about my partner. Look, I'm not saying I'm perfect about that. I can be as demanding as anybody else, but that's the ideal is to first go and ask your partner, Hey, and and I want to say this, this is really important. Don't ever start a conversation that has a lot of depth to it just out of the blue, like, oh, you're doing the dishes together or getting ready to put the kids to bed or whatever. Ask for permission to have the conversation. It's not like they're your boss. It's just, hey, do you have space for us to talk about something related to our sex life? Or do you have space 
for us to talk about something related to our finances or do you have space to let's talk about how we're going to spend the holidays right what you're doing is you're setting up the conversation for success so that they don't aren't distracted mm -hmm. or that they don't just pull away they're more likely to stay present. Like even if they're not happy about what's coming out of your mouth, they're like, well, I did a great show up for this. Right. <laughs> so that creates more positive outcomes. Mm. The other thing is to then start off by asking them some questions. How is our sex life for you? I just really would love to know. I'd love to hear what works for you, what doesn't work for you. I'm eager to know more about your experience. After they've gotten a chance to share, and the thing is you want to do active listening. So you're, you're looking at them, you're nodding your head, you're going, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then it's great if you can repeat it back to them. So what I heard you oh, say- mirroring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I heard you say that you really love it when I do this. And that sometimes you're not so crazy about doing it in the morning. I didn't even know that. Thanks mm. for telling me that. Okay. Did you feel hurt? Was there more you wanted to add? Oh. Then you can say, do you have space to hear how it is for me? Oh, okay. So at that oh, point, so you already made them feel heard and opened up the field of conversation, and then you come in. Yes, with what you're and it's for. not just about giving them a particular sensation. That's a big part of it. But right. You're giving yourself a, a sensation that we're partners here, right? And you're opening, and you're connecting. Up. They may have something they wanted to say to you, right? So, and so now you know what it is. And we're getting the chance to really build some trust here. And this is one of the things that a lot of times people that are in long-term relationships forget that we need to keep building the trust. We can't just assume that it's still there. So then at that point, you might say, start off with the appreciations. I love it when you do this. I love it when you do that. I love it when we do this. I love it when this happens for us. Yeah. If you got time, five. You want to appreciate five, oh, five things. things. Yeah. Because that's actually a formula that John Gottman Marriage Institute found that if couples who appreciate five times as often as they criticize will stay oh. together. So, oh. so appreciate yeah. each other. And Whoa. then you can say, and here's something that I would love to see happen differently. So that'd be kind of like if you had a complaint. Here's something that's not working for me. Right. Okay. But if it's something that you want to inject, you say, oh, I, I heard about this thing and it's got me all a Twitter and, and I'm like so excited. And I, I'm actually kind of scared because I don't know if you're going to think I'm freaky. I'm kind of, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I've, I've never, I've never admitted. I just barely admitted to myself that this is a desire. And now right. I'm telling you, and that's really vulnerable for me. So before you even tell me whether or not you're a yes or a no on this, I, I just need some confirmation that you see me as a normal human being, whatever normal is. And oh, you still love that's them. so sweet. Yeah. yeah. So, and just break it down. Like I'm being vulnerable and this is what I want. This is how you can help me feel supported. Yes. Uh, without coercing a yes. Totally. Totally. And yeah. all they have to do is say, yes, I appreciate you for who you are. And it's okay that you're making this wild suggestion and whether or not you say yes i still love you that's totally yeah that's so nice so how can people find you on the shame-free zone and in all of the coaching that you do so easy you could just put veronica monet into your google and it'll pop up or you can put totally. in the shame-free zone because you're so up. famous and awesome <laughs>
I don't know about that, but it is, I am all over the internet, so it's not hard to find me. Go over to the website, The Shame-Free Zone, and download your free book, and grab yourself three free podcasts that come with that, and drop me a line. Absolutely. And you can find both of us on the Sex Talk Radio Network. Absolutely. And this has been Sexploration with Monica. You can subscribe to Sexploration with Monica on iTunes or on YouTube and get the visuals. Mm.